This is the culture. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Cinema Wave podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about Talk to Me. I am on the chair today. It is Zach Miller, and I'm with Liz Seiko here also. Yes, hello. So we are going to be talking about Talk to Me. This is the new A24 horror movie that just came out. It is now critically the number six most profitable a24 movie um it was made by a pair of australian youtube brothers danny and michael Filippo. they have a rising claim to fame success story in hollywood they were youtube stars they formed the youtube channel rocka rocka back in 2013 and they made their way into sundance onto the hollywood market scheme and also they are going to be they're they're doing well for themselves so that's how i can say that <laughs> but um yeah so big success story for them congrats to them love to see it and now they are really doing magic for a24 but um liz i think we're just going to get into our first thoughts on the movie so what was your first thought um overall i really liked it uh it was a solid horror movie i don't even i don't know actually if i would categorize it as horror probably more suspense um but overall pretty good especially once i found out that it was um like a uh youtube stars that kind of took wrote the script and were directing it i was actually really surprised um by how great they did for their first film uh, yeah, what do you think yeah i i agree i mean just i wouldn't have thought that this was a first film for youtube stars you know yeah. i would think it would be a lot more simpler and diluted than it was um but they did a great job with it they made it complex um for many reasons but it was a good horror movie at its core it had all the elements of suspense it had a lot of ghouls and spirits you know that type of thing um but they put an original flair to it yeah which i respected a lot so i liked it because it was kind of like the um typical ouija board yeah film mm -hmm. almost but they went a different route by doing the hand which was super creepy yeah actually and the way that they had each like possession scene i thought was really well done because uh not only were they showing the people that were um holding the hand they were also showing the reactions of the friends which i really liked because sometimes films don't necessarily show the reactions of the people in the room when something terrifying is going on. They only show like the actual possession part of it. Yeah. To go off of that too, the, the first time they introduced the hand, we don't know what's going on, which I thought they did really well was they were hinging on this anticipation from the audience mm -hmm. of, okay, what's going to happen or what are we going to see? So when they first break it out in the game fashion with that big group of people, someone does it and then you just see them, start to contort their bodies and like, yeah. oh, and you're like, whoa, what's going on? Is something in them? Like what happened? And then the spirit inside them starts talking to them. And then they, for a couple people, I, I think it doesn't happen until our main character goes in the chair, mm -hmm. but we don't see anything until she's in the chair. Yeah. We don't actually see, mm -hmm. cause at up to that point, 
some of the characters are also thinking, oh, they're pretending. They're just trying to get likes on Instagram by having these crazy things happen to them. But once she, the main character, sits down and does it, is the first time that we as the audience get to see into what they're seeing when they put their hand on the hand. Yeah, um, I thought that was really well done. Yeah. yeah, which I'm glad they did too because, again, also with scary movies um, or hor horror films, they'll keep their cards to their chest and not show you what is actually happening until the last possible second, usually in the last five minutes of the film. So I'm glad that they let us in on what they were actually seeing because they didn't have to. They no. totally could have just kept it as if, oh my gosh, it's some terrible horror thing that she is seeing um, when she's in this game. Um, but I like that they kind of lifted up the curtain and let us also see what was going on because I think it actually made it scarier and more of like jump scares. Yeah, I liked how it was different every time too. It wasn't mm -hmm. just one monster like Insidious or you know some of the other movies it was multiple people and then over time you're realizing these people have all passed away in yeah. their own way and then um once they start letting the door open to these personal people in their lives um the most jarring scene of the movie i think to you and me was mm -hmm. when the brother gets involved yeah. and he gets peer pressured into doing it and he starts to like no i'll do it like you know so when that happens of course that was totally unexpected that his mom of all people was going to be mm -hmm. in in that game so when he started to have that sequence where he was you know literally getting violent with himself yeah that was well, so that's something that i really you know what i i liked about this film too is they did small little things just to keep the tension in the film so for example when the f main character sits down for the first time to do the hands they are tying her to the chair with belts yeah. and she's like why why are you doing this and they're like J uh, it's a safety precaution and you're in your head you're like oh what what crazy could happen and then because of that scene is when you're like okay now i understand why they were tying people down because like not only it's not just harming other people but like the self harm that they can do yeah and i think that also goes into one of the major themes of the movie which we were talking about was greed and lust and then even elements of addiction mm -hmm. that you know would people our age if they had a situation like this react the same way would they record videos of each other doing it maybe, mm -hmm. maybe not but you know there is an addiction and the peer pressure that was very relevant because they're mostly high schoolers and then they discover things about themselves through this yeah. spirit thing like the one of the biggest things in particular too was um the one friend jade who who is a uh, sister to the mm -hmm. the little brother that her her boyfriend like her boyfriend goes into the chair and then he has that one extreme moment where oh the spirit is like oh he doesn't like it when mm -hmm. you touch him like and then she's like what what do you mean and then that goes into a whole complex thing yeah it it's almost like when the spirit enters you they start seeing who you are inside of yourself so then they can share your, like your darkest secrets almost um which like for people that might be the most terrifying thing but honestly i found it funny watching this because i was just like i would never do that i was like i would have been out of that room yeah. so fast the moment somebody put that hand down i would have been like i don't care if it's fake i am out i don't want to find out if this is real 
Um, but uh, kind of going on that point, what I like that they did, which I think was really good in this screenplay, actually, is the justifying of why mm. she did it. Um, mm. Because I think sometimes a lot of horror movies also, they just start, the characters do crazy things and stupid things that us as audiences are like, why are you running into the house right yeah. now? Just because they want the plot to keep going so that they can do another scary thing. Um, and I think by bringing in the element of her grief and kind of searching for help or searching for meaning, it made it more realistic that she actually would participate in this game and keep participating after she sees the damage that it does to not only herself, but other people. Yeah. And that really comes out when um, she's starting to communicate with her mom and the little boy. I know. And he's, well, she, her mom is, is like starting to have a conversation that she's barely had with mm -hmm. her mom her entire life. And she's trying to get answers. She's trying to get closure. And then it ends up harming the boy because they go over time of a safe zone of time. So, yeah, I think grief is one of the biggest uh, cornerstones of the movie with that. And then, um, like we were saying to everything else, there, there's just a lot of subtextual themes that I thought was very smart and developed mm -hmm. for a first movie. And then just for a horror movie, it's it's usually very cookie cutter. There's a guy with a chainsaw and then he's coming after us. But this had a little bit of layers to it, much like, you know, the layers of people, mm -hmm. too. So that was cool. Um, and then there were some other really interesting sequence sequences like the hell sequence towards the end. That was pretty. I also didn't expect it. No, so that's what I really liked mm -hmm. because. I also didn't expect the little girl to be like, I let you in rather than the mm. um, the main character say like, I, I let you in. It flipped and I didn't expect that. And then what they showed, I was just like, oh my God, I can't handle yeah. this. I don't know what's happening. Um, that was a crazy sequence. Uh, actually, I want to go back to when you were talking about the mom really quickly. Yeah. The mom like spirit. Do you think it was actually the mom though or that it was a spirit pretending to be the mom to get on her good side to get her to do horrible things i think it was i think it was spirit pretending yeah right yeah because i think that was the only way to tempt people to do something so heinous mm -hmm. and violent um but yeah so i think it was a lot of manipulation i think it was the same thing with all the people who did commit violent mm -hmm. acts like in the intro there was i mean we don't see it but you could assume that the first uh, teenager has some kind of psychosis trauma event that yeah. is convincing him to kill himself or it's it's just like something that is like inside him and he's the only way to stop the pain is to like you know kill himself um and then there even with the boy they were like the boy is suffering the boy is suffering yeah we don't know if that was 100 percent true or if that's what the spirit was feeding those lies too yeah looking after now that i've had some time after seeing it thinking back on the script and uh things that i liked and things that i didn't like i think there was one point that I, now i wish that they had maybe developed more or there was more for them to work on in the storyline was the re her relationship with her dad i felt mm. like he was just kind of like in the background 
And again, this is something that a lot of horror movies do where kids are running around doing the craziest things and getting involved in like dangerous horror events. And the parents are MIA, not around at all. And I feel like they did that a little bit with his character. Um, And I feel like the reason that bothered me was because the other parent, the mom, was so present and was in so many scenes and was relevant. So I feel like that counterpoint kind of bothered me a little bit. Yeah, I I thought kind of the same thing because the dad was the whole time trying to be earnest and in her mm-hmm. wife and he was always given the cold shoulder every time he was basically in a scene and i get what they were trying to do with the um the mom having the overdose so she resented her dad a little bit for not protecting that but i i did think that he was if anyone's going to help her in most of the situations it's going to be her dad mm-hmm. so there was the one scene where she busted into the room but or where he busted into the room but i i don't know i i really did want him to be more of a focal point of the film and then just yeah like you were saying the the mom was more of a present presence in their lives so i wanted a dynamic there i wanted maybe the families to get together um just something that gives more development to his character and then further development of that relationship mm-hmm. like you were saying or so. something in the end that brought him back together yeah or, or brought his storyline a little bit in more i mean they did bring him in in a way where like yeah something horrible happens to him too right but i thought he was going to be more of a pillar in how the story like wraps up yeah and for me he wasn't really relevant necessarily to keep the story going it was just more kind of a side scary moment like oh let's try to get the audience one more time before we wrap this up yeah um yeah for me the mom was like she had a funny scene when it, like that was completely out of the context like when she was like oh you guys are having a party i know it and they mm-hmm. just kept saying no we're not mm-hmm. and then she kept going to each different person trying to get out of them that they're having a party i just thought that scene was really well done and funny yeah um and nice wasn't she like, oh, the door's gonna stay open or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like classic mom moment. But yeah, so yeah, I I thought and her I liked her character more mm-hmm. than the dad. Um, but yeah, I that was pretty much. I, I don't know. I don't have like zero. I I thought it was okay. I thought it was definitely a little on the nose for a millennial audience at points because okay. of the recording of like. Oh, I'm gonna post this in social media. Mm-hmm. Like, like that always takes me out of stuff like that. I guess I know that's the day and age we're living in, but when it's like sometimes movies are meant to be a little bit of an escape. And to me, I I don't know if I needed to see this so virally posted around. I think if they maybe kept this hand a little more secretive, or mm-hmm. like this bad group of kids had it, and I don't know, or someone just got a hold of it again, but the way i didn't like the viral side of it i really? guess i actually yeah. didn't hate it because for me i don't li- i agree with you i don't like when they do the viral thing where they put the screen like the texting screen up so that you can see them typing that stuff yeah like do you mm-hmm. know what i mean where they have like the person here, the text message and then the text yeah, message yeah. like floating randomly that drives me crazy because I just feel I'm like, oh, God, I it's get so it. so overdone. She, they're yeah. texting right now. I don't need to know what they're texting. Like, let the actor show me 
in their face what they're texting rather than show me the actual words. But I didn't mind them in the beginning showing how viral it was because I think it led to them being more curious. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because I think if they, if it had just been some like quiet group that had it and not a lot of people knew about it, it would have put the characters off from even like participating at all but this made it seem mm. from seeking it out so mm -hmm. like they wanted to be a part of a trend yes more than that makes sense mm -hmm. that's actually i didn't think about it that way that's what i think that's a good what point. did you think of the performances though the acting i really liked um the kid riley mm -hmm. i really liked uh the main girl i think her character's name is mia yeah um i thought pretty much everyone was good I thought she was really yeah. good, actually. Oh, the she was lead. very good. Yeah, the lead was very, very good. I um, thought she was really good because she didn't... Um, her her character arc really... It didn't go from zero to 100. She really went slowly to transition fully into yeah. whatever her character mm -hmm. turned into in the end. Oh, yeah. I mean, she gets completely warped mm -hmm. just as a person and then whatever the spirit did to her psychologically, yeah. who knows? Um, that was messed up. But just the way that her expressions would be of just being mortified when mm -hmm. she sees something that she completely didn't expect. I think it comes out even some of the best in the beginning mm -hmm. when she sees it for the first time. She's like, Oh my gosh, like what is that? And then the, the longing that she's wanted to have for talking with her mom again, when yeah. she experiences that for the first time, she's, she can't believe it. Cause she's been trying to close up these loose ends forever. And now she has a chance to finally, talk face to face face to face with some of her mom so i thought that was very well done on a performance level from her um so yeah the, the performances i thought were pretty good what did you think about the performances did you like them i agree i thought that they were good i think that the this i think the screenplay was strong i think it could have totally gone downhill if they the actors had not shown up to play and really been strong with their choices and making everything clear mm -hmm. um and if they just went for let oh let's do a scream version and make it as horror and typical as anything i think they kept it real and honest um rather than going for typical horror movies um although but i'm still surprised on how well it's doing for an a24 movie i am too yeah it gave me everything that i thought it was gonna give me out of the trailer I mean, it gave me a few jump scares and like a few surprises that I didn't see coming. But overall, it was a story that I was like, yep, that makes sense. And that's what I thought I was going to get coming into this movie. Yeah, I, I especially for being a horror movie. But A24 has had a lot of success with horror movies. I know. So that is also very surprising to me as an indie studio. Horror does very well. Um, I'm just going to read off the top five most profitable um a24 movies it's number one everything everywhere all at once they made 111 million dollars in profit number two is hereditary 81 million dollars in profit number three is ladybird 80 million dollars four moonlight and 64 million dollars five uncut gems 50 million dollars and then this movie sits at number six with um over 45 million dollars and counting for it being in theaters so now that that 
comes into the fold, we have three Like, that shocks horrors. me. I'll be honest. Yeah. That really surprises mm -hmm. me because it's creeping in on Uncut Gems profit, yeah. which for me, this movie doesn't really even go near I, I was going to say, yeah. I To me, Uncut Gems is almost more marketable than this in a way. Like, I don't know. Like, talk to me is, it's a horror it's movie. It's a good horror yeah. movie. It is a, mm -hmm. if you want a, if if you're looking on a Friday night for a good horror movie, go see this because mm -hmm. it is really good. Yeah. For me, it isn't near a mind-blowing horror movie like Hereditary was. Hereditary really knocked me out of my chair. Oh. And I didn't expect anything that mm -hmm. they gave us, even from the beginning shot. It also was shot beautifully. I thought it gave every character equal time to where each storyline was thought out for a reason. Mm. Well, this one, it was um, a good jumping off point. But again, yep. nothing that I hadn't felt like I'd seen before through other Ouija horror yeah. movies. If you titled this Ouija, I wouldn't have known. I, know, <laughs> I, think, that's, right? I think that's one of your points, like to your point. It's a very like straight shooting horror movie with sprinkles of originality to mm -hmm. it, which is, I mean, if they if that's what they were going for, they did it really well. But everything else on this list is super original. I know. So so why do you think it's doing yeah. so well though? What like what do we think? I think there I think there's a lack of horror lately at the movies, so that that's could true. be a big thing. Like at least in this gap of time. Um, I am surprised that the the time of year that this came out though too was like I was June, surprised that they didn't July. wait a little bit until like mm -hmm. end of September October to put this out and really try to be on that Halloween vibe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, this is a in my mind like this is. I mean the the plot too. Like this is something you could play at a Halloween. Well, I know because okay, so if so, it's making as much as it is now, if mm -hmm. it had come out near Halloween. It probably would have done better, honestly. Yeah. Which is crazy because then it would have been almost number four or five on yeah. the most the highest grossing for A twenty four movies. I have to wonder that maybe that's because of the lineup and the stacked lineup of movies um, at the end of this year, with October being they, so it didn't packed. Get lost. Yeah, because it might have okay made significantly less if you have really killers of the flower moon like all these other i know but big i feel movies. like people and when it's around halloween people do want to go see a good scary movie yeah this is a good scary movie mm -hmm. i don't think it's fantastic but i think it's a solid good one mm -hmm. um so part of me thinks that the reason it's making so much is because of these youtubers yeah i think that's a big reason um and then a lot like a24 also has a lot of credibility now to their name so that's yeah. that's a big thing and but yeah i mean going back to what we were saying all of these movies on the list are, are supremely original in their own right like everything everywhere all at once that is its own genre at this point I know. and then we got hereditary is exploring depths of darkness that should not be touched in horror genre movies. <laughs> and then this is, um, it, it's a more commercial movie of, mm -hmm. of a horror movie. And then even movies like X and um, uh, Pearl, yeah. that, that trilogy they're doing, those are a little bit more original 
and tailored than this one. Yeah. I think. This movie gave me a lot of It Follows vibes, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, I feel like It Follows just has a little bit more of an edge to it because it's such a different script than what usual horror movies are about. Mm. Um, Yeah, I I feel like it was kind of same tone, same vibe. Like you Mm. see these random people in the darkness. But I mean, I loved It Follows, but I think this movie was good. Not great. Yeah. Okay. I would I would give it like a seven overall. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's higher than I would go. Okay. I think I do like six point five. Gotcha. I which is, you know, not far it's off. Good. And it's it's I mean, good. Usually yeah. for horror movies, mm. sometimes I'm like, oh, five. Four mm. four or five range. Yeah. So it's it's getting mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. I, w- I was invested in it. I I think if you're interested in anything horror, I would totally recommend going to see it um but yeah you know it for it being i think it's literally just the list of box office for a24 that is throwing me off i think that's what it is because yeah but it you know it did make four no sorry 10 times its budget it was 4.5 million dollars to make which is a shoestring budget in this day and age i know but horror films are always a smaller budget too yes that's true so I mean, it's already, didn't you, there's a sequel that they're already kind of talking about, yeah. which for me, I feel like they shouldn't do a sequel of it. I was going to say, yeah, that was, that was another thing we were definitely going to talk about was this, the, the sequel was announced maybe a couple weeks into when it came out in theaters, which I was very surprised about, especially for A24. I've just never gotten that impression that they would do something that quick, but have they ever yeah. done a sequel before? Yeah, they have a few trilogy. Uh, well, there's at least the one trilogy is the the Pearl trilogy. Oh well, yes. Um, and then I'd have to think back to the other ones if there I are any. I just feel like this is gonna turn into like <laughs> I don't. I just don't know where they're gonna go with the storyline. Like, is it now gonna be a different group of friends that have the hand, and then we see that unfold, and then or is it gonna be like like oh I we have to go help her like escape the hand and yeah they somehow could go get her out it could be a rabbit hole it could yeah. be too many things and i just feel like this was a decent horror film stretching it out just to make more money off of it it's like get off that train I agree. get off of it because yeah. take your take what you made and go make a completely different horror film now yeah i completely agree um do you have anything else you would like to add to this podcast about this movie? Um, I don't think so. Although I will say I love what A24 is doing with incorporating like the title sequence, like how yes. they, they incorporated the hand for like A24. Mm-hmm. I love that. I feel like they should keep doing that because I think it's really good branding. My favorite was the googly eyes from everything <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, that was a great. It's but really good. That's always original and, cool that a24 does that um but yeah if you have nothing else to add i think that wraps it up for review of talk to me if you haven't seen it already um go into theaters go see it while you have the chance it should be out for a month or so maybe two months depending on how it does commercially in the box office but it's getting a lot of buzz 
If you're into horror, catch it. It will probably be on streaming by the end of the year as well. I'm going to make a bold prediction on that. So we'll see what happens. But stay tuned for more Cinema Wave content. Be sure to like and subscribe. Listen to us on Spotify and Apple Music. And we will see you next time.